Welcome, everybody, to Is It A Film, a weekly podcast that critiques and memes films and asks one very important question. Is it a film? You didn't put the very in the notes. Oh, boo-hoo. You're, you're a failure. Oh, I'm a failure? You're a failure. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. So watch out. Make sure you're aware that we're going to be spoiling. There's going to be spoilers. The entire film. So. They're going to do some like nice like things on the back of the car. It's going to look nice and flashy. That's spoilers. I hate you. Uh, I'm your host, Vincent, a.k.a. Greg Turkington Coat Factory. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> and I'm joined by my ever-attentive co-host, my best friend, my pal, my amigo, my droog, Jonathan. A.k.a. Tim Hyde Upperdecker. <laughs> this is episode 23 of Is It a Film? An episode we would like to call Mr. America World Police. <laughs> I can't tell if this one or Team America World Police is more racist. <laughs> this one probably. Because <laughs> it's real a little bit. Um, today we're going with the 2019 American mockumentary, Mr. America. We're going to be going over the basic ass intro, telling you why it's important, going over a Wikipedia plot summary, and giving you a very, very, very terrible last segment. We had an extra one in the works. It's going to be the worst segment ever. Uh, before we start, if you want to follow the Anthony and Tacho on social media and do it. Do so by the one. Sorry, follow which show? Oh, wrong show. Yeah, wrong show. Is it a film? Not Anthony and Todd. But you can also follow Anthony and Todd at Anthony and Todd on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you want to follow Is It a Film on social media, at Is It a Film on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. YouTube.com forward slash Is It a Film. And uh, uh, searching podcast services, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Search the Anthony and Todd show. Best of both worlds, both film reviews and music reviews. And I think that's it. Also, patreon.com forward slash the Anthony Touch if you want to support us monetarily so I can buy a fucking jet ski. Fuck your jet ski. <laughs> no one uh, gives a shit about your jet ski. You ready to get in the basic ass intro? What's the clickbait title of this week? Do you not have a good Still one? Still better than the 2016 election. <laughs> the, I, I think what I think of this is a weirdly realistic, absurdist mockumentary. <laughs> Because this thing is weirdly realistic in a lot of parts, and that's the biggest yeah. takeaway I get through this, and this is the thing I'm going to talk about a bunch, is how how, how the mannerisms it's of so this film... awkward. It's like, the awkward is, like, super realistic to the point where it kind of hurts. It's uncomfortable. It does what pretty much everything that Tim Heidecker has ever made is, is where it's really awkward and uncomfortable, and... Sometimes it's just too awkward and uncomfortable to be bearable. Like, that's... Their shows have always kind of towed that line. Some of them have just fucking not cared anymore. Like, Tom goes to the mayor. That's, like, pretty awkward and uncomfortable, but that one's never too awkward and uncomfortable. The Tim and Eric Awesome Show, Great Job, sometimes goes, like, over the line in some episodes of its uncomfortness, and that's why I just, I can't binge that show or watch much of it at a time, just because it's just, it's too awkward. Yeah. There's only so much spaghetti I can hear <laughs> in one time before I'm just done. Uh, so, what is Mr. America? It's an extension of the On Cinema at the Cinema universe. On Cinema at the Cinema is a was a podcast at one point, and then it moved over to Adult Swim, uh, like a web series that essentially is Tim Heidecker and co-host Greg Turkington playing fictional versions of themselves. Uh, Tim Heidecker is essentially just the insane madman who believes in things like alternative medicine and uh, recently guns. <laughs> <laughs> to where the point he has a, a, a weapon of the week segment on the show currently, and it's really entertaining. <laughs> um, 
and Greg Turkington plays this film archivist in the Vienna, uh, not Vienna. It's the, um, uh, what is it? What town are they in? Fake town are they in? Uh, something with a V. I just can't remember for the life of me. Vincent Rossetti. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> Close enough. Good job. <laughs> but he plays a film archivist that only cares about movies and will draw out the line of talking about them to the most pointless details, like a, a very pretentious film critic to do. Uh, this The show makes fun of criticism a lot. And I find it really refreshing because it makes fun of like this very like mainstream, uh, like very... That was the name of the town, by the way. San Bernardino. No, that's the name of the town, but the film, the film archive is something oh. else. Something with a V, I just can't remember for the life of me. Me neither. Uh, but it goes over this like very main, mainstream, very uh, low effort but high stakes film reviewing, where essentially it's like just these mainstream publications where someone hears a track. Like uh, for music, it would be like someone hears a track once and then writes five paragraphs that are basically just rephrasing the same point over and over again without. So even- mean what we do. Kind of, but we at least we, we make we at least listen to it twice. <laughs> no, we at least make fun of ourselves. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Wait, we, you, you don't take yourself seriously? I, not at all, really. Fuck, I've been doing this. <laughs> uh, I, I I wouldn't make a joke like Greg Turkington Coat Factory, not take myself not seriously. I don't know. That's the most serious thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, so more about this film. It's directed by Eric Not Arn E. Cola. Um, also another e. thing, E. coli. Also another thing they do perfectly. Uh, Tim reading the names of the cast and the crew is very akin to shit I do because he like is butchering them terribly. Very akin to me and what we I just do. Talk shit to them too. <laughs> like his character, like will openly just talk shit to the like filmmakers doing the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. To their face. Um, this film's. As I mentioned before, directed by Eric, not Arn E. Cola. I'm going to say it like that because I think it's probably. We just call him. There's a lot of syllables. E. Cola, yeah. Because it, it technically fits. Uh, he's known for doing Decker, uh, directing episodes of Decker on cinema. And The Trial, which is featured in this, uh, or uh, like the experts of it, or excerpts of it are featured in this. And also, most importantly, I actually keep on forgetting this exists. I've actually never seen it. Craft Punk's Political Party. Which was, I think it was either HBO series or HBO special. I have no idea which one. But it's the character of Kraft Punk. Kraft Punk from the Eric Andre show. Uh, which I can only assume is very akin to the level of comedy that this is. <laughs> yeah. It's very absurd and just probably very uncomfortable. I mean, the Kraft Punk skits on Eric Andre always kind of made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Especially once they introduced that weird, like, cheese-spurting fade up his crotch. Yeah. Um, screenplay, screenplay of this was done by Tim Hardecker, Eric Nonacola, and... E. Cola. yeah. And uh, Greg Turkington, and it stars Tim Hardecker and Greg Turkington. Why is this important? Uh, for me, I think I it's... I think it is. <laughs> I, think, I think it is because of the sets. It just is a fun mockumentary. And it's a part, also part of this, like, weird web series, like extended universe i just find it really interesting it's not the most important thing in the world by any means um it's like it's a curiosity more than anything yeah i think because there's just so many layers because you have like the decker tv show or the decker web series and then you have on cinema and you have this and the trial the trial which is it's basically like tim heidecker just got in a mood and he just he hasn't left that mood yet (laughs) and he's been in it for a while (laughs) yeah 
Uh, some other. It's, it's pretty much exactly what I'd imagine if like one of the random like Eric or um Tim and Eric Awesome Show Great Job skits just didn't stop <laughs> and it just kept going and nobody knows why. Like imagine like they're like they're um the husband and wife like news anchor team and it just kept going and it never quit. <laughs> And didn't just turn into the Steve Brawl show. <laughs> I feel like this is its end result. Yeah. It was something akin to this. Yeah, uh, some other things you will, uh, I think are really interesting. Uh, there's an interview I think Yahoo did with uh, Tim Heidecker. And he talks about a little bit about the making of this. And he said, yeah, this was shot over three days. <laughs> it was basically they shot over a weekend. And it was uh, originally, I believe, intended to be just another, like, web series like thing and then he got the idea from an episode of nathan for you which was extended out into a documentary and they essentially did the same thing and gave it a theatrical run which i thought was very interesting also he has the same facial hair from us because <laughs> they shot it in between breaks of shooting and us which i which, think is fitting yeah because both characters are like equally kind of shitty yeah different ways yeah uh, so, are you ready to get in the most important segment of the show? The main meat of the show? The, the, also the, the dumbest... terrible last segment. <laughs> no, oh. that, that's at the end. That's special. Uh, the Wikipedia summary oh. of the entire film. Gotcha. One of the dumbest things we do here. And... I feel like this is the smartest thing we do in this show, to be honest. <laughs> well, I think, honestly, the IMDb reviews are probably the smartest thing we do because that's how people discuss film this is more the IMDb one... reviews are either like us actually giving like thoughtful commentary on people's commentary or it's just me shitting on somebody for like it's you getting unnecessarily mad at people yeah like last week a joker i had to like calm you down a little bit fucker was an idiot he was uh, a fucking like right wing i know but like sometimes you need to like you can pump fuck, the brakes you can fucking die in a hole i don't give a fuck you need to pump the brakes. I don't want you Tim Heideckering me and start collecting guns. Well, I'm not going to start collecting guns. And doing a gun of the week. I'm not going to do a gun of the week. All right. Um, gun of the month, maybe. <laughs> At most. <laughs> At most. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia summary. Wikipedia, most important research known to man. Also, Dolphin's online encyclopedia. You can research anything on there. And uh, you can even find the plot summaries of films. And we every week we go over it. And uh, this week we're going over Mr. America's plot summary on Wikipedia. Do you have to explain what Wikipedia is every week? No, I, think, I like to. I think I think the people who are watching us on the internet know what it is. I'm 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 baking on that one person who does the it. one person who's like the fuck is Wikipedia, or maybe they just don't know the name to it. Maybe they just maybe they've only ever been on Wiki. <laughs> uh, you ready? Uh, no. Are you ready for the main event? No. Uh, Tim Heidecker is the host of the web series On Cinema at the Cinema, where he and a cast of guests review films after transitioning to being an electronic music musician and hosting a music festival. He faces murder charges when 20 people overdose and die at the event, and an additional 156 people were hospitalized. Can I just say one thing really quick? No, just say, take it all the time you need. Okay, I'm pretty sure this is your future. Electronic musician who kills you're, people. You're you're gonna go from being somebody who hosts like a couple of web series on like critiques, one of which happens to be film. You're gonna attempt to transition into being an electronic musician, and you're gonna kill some people. <laughs> I would be a way less subtle about it. <laughs> oh no, I'm not saying you're gonna be like exactly him. But I'm saying like this basic summary that you're a future. Nah, I think it is. Uh, Maybe not because I would actually win in office. <laughs> I don't think you would. 
to be honest. <laughs> I'd be a good DA. You would be a terrible DA. I'd be a fucking amazing DA. You'd be the worst DA. You would somehow be a worse DA than me, an anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Tim Heidecker says in this movie. If you commit a crime on my watch, you're going to jail. Forever. <laughs> Probably my favorite line in any film this year. I, I think about that line a lot. I, I don't know why. It's so genuine to what modern politicians think about actually crime. Yeah. <laughs> just like how like right wing psychos just view crime as you steal a loaf of bread, so you must get the guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're guillotine the wrong people, not the rich. The rich are the ones who should deserve it. Jeff Bezos. Fucking come for Bezos. 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 He's he's actually made a bees. Did you know that? He's too rich to be worthy of having his last name pronounced correctly. Uh, He ends up being the charge with a hung jury mistrial and sent out to become district attorney of San Bernardino County. Uh, So this whole entire segment here is actually a a web short web series. I don't know what you you can't call it a short. It's a web five straight days. It's a it's a well it didn't last for it's five days. It's a web. It was a singular episode that was five days long. I guess that's not a short. It's a you could at most call it a mini series. Yeah, mini series probably a better term of it. But it's essentially uh, the making of this. As Tim Eiger went in the interview, uh, or as mentioned in the interview I uh, referenced earlier, said that uh, the lawyers involved were, like, actual lawyers that just happened to be actors on the side. I think the judge is, like, a, a lawyer, too, or something like that. I found that to be really, really interesting. Um, just, like, the making of that, the mechanisms, how you would have to, like, kind of freestyle for five days straight. Because they didn't really have a set script. They had, like, yeah. arguments playing and stuff like that, but they didn't really kind of just went with the flow, and I found that to be weird i haven't seen the entire thing i don't think anyone has ever seen the entire thing because well, a lot that's our next episode i'm not doing that Fuck we will that. spend five straight days locked in a room watching this <laughs> i'm good whenever we fall asleep we hit pause and we wake back up we hit play i'm good it's probably gonna turn into uh 10 straight days <laughs> i'm good uh despite not beating an attorney or a resident Oh, despite not being an attorney, not beating, <laughs> being an attorney or resident of San Bernardino and to take revenge on Vincent Rossetti, the prosecutor of his case. Actually, beating an attorney and a resident of San Bernardino is like kicked off this plot, <laughs> technically speaking. Um, the film begins with a small crew following Heidecker going through door to door to drum up enough signatures for him to be on the ballot as a third party candidate. He works with his campaign manager, Tony Newman, who was also the sore juror to not find Heidecker guilty at his murder trial. Which, if there's <sighs> never been like a biggest like case for like an appeal, <laughs> I, I don't know what it would be. <laughs> Like, that's a blatant, like, mistrial, and you just kind of have to do it all over again with her not there. <laughs> that's just... I, I That's just... It's so absurd, it kind of becomes real in a sense. Yeah. Like, a lot of things in this film, it's just, like, they're just complete bullshit. Like, the way, like, they're handled, it goes past the edge to where it becomes real. Yeah. Some weird, like, goes past the uncanny valley back to being a human. Some weird effect like that. Um, the duo have an ad campaign made up social media posts and yard signs mocking Rossetti as a rat and Heidecker briefly confronts him on camera before the DA drives away with no comment. Uh, Heidecker, uh, 
literally just like jumps in front of his car. <laughs> Try Starts to blaming him for like running him over. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to mention: how many people actually let them put up signs in their windows? I don't know if they like, because they show audio and they agree to it on camera. Yeah. But I don't know if like beforehand they went through and like, hey, we're making a. A film. Yeah, or... this is one of those things where, like, it's this weird combination of, like, mockumentary and documentary that, like, Borat and Bruno does. Yeah. Where... It's like it's like a hidden camera film, yeah, in a sense. Like, it's part of it is, like, sketched out and is, like, comedy bits and sketches that are, like, completely random planned. Mixed with, like, hidden camera documentary type of things. And... Don't know exactly what is and isn't real. At least with like Borat and like Bruno, like um, Sasha Baron Cohen's like come out and like kind of explained like what was and wasn't real a yeah. little bit. So like there's like a famous like the ending of like Borat. Uh, spoiler for a movie we're not even talking about. A uh, spoiler ahead for Borat, uh, where he like attempts to attack and kidnap like Pamela Anderson. Like Pamela was in on that sketch. Fucking nobody else was. Like not even her security personnel. So like. It's kind of what they do is like they'd get like just the very key people involved and then they wouldn't tell fucking anybody else to get like as genuine as possible. There's a, a scene in Bruno where he's like on like basically a, an equivalent to like a Jerry Springer show and like the people in charge of the show knew, but they didn't tell the host or any of the audience. And so he just went on there and just was just being like the biggest piece of shit possible. Like, it was an almost, in like, entirely, like, all-black audience, and he had his, like, newly adopted, like, black baby, and he literally said, I'm giving him a traditional African name, OJ. That was, that was one of the, the jokes yeah. on there. And so, like, everyone's like, oh, well, that's clearly fake, because they said, like, you couldn't get on the show if it wasn't, like, it was like, no, it was like, the people who made the show knew it, but they didn't tell anybody else that this was, like, fake. It's kind of this weird, like, murky, like, what's real, what's fake, yeah. blah, blah, blah. This one I feel like is even less certain because so much of this just feels like a fucking Tim and Eric, like a uh, Tim and Eric awesome show, great job sketch. Yeah, reminds me a little bit of the bedtime stories. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen that. The more drawn Not out narratives. Much. Yeah, um, but it's just it's so already consistent with like their general style and tone. It's really hard to separate their sketches from fake. Yeah. Especially since, like, obviously his campaign manager, who's, like, a pretty key part of this whole thing, obviously had to be in on it. Yeah. Like, so many other, like, key people. It's, like, I feel like the fakeness in this is, or the real part of this is, like, so much more limited compared yeah. to, like, a Borat or a Bruno. Yeah. But it's still interesting, nonetheless. Yeah. Like, with the scene, I want to know, like, uh, when we get to the end where we get to, like, the city hall moment or town hall moment, I want to know, like, if the people in the town hall were... Because I feel like they would just be actors, but they didn't probably want to know what they were seeing. Yeah. And that's what I'm really interested in, for the yeah. most part. He needs to come, like, forward and do, like, an interview explaining, like, what is and isn't real so we can just fucking figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'd be amazed how if, like, most of this was, like, real. That'd be pretty impressive, actually. It, I, I feel like a lot of this is improvised. Because it seems like it. Because when you I watch feel like the barbershop scene, is a real thing that happened. That was so awkward and yeah. awful. And also, like again, just very reflective of something that would happen. Yeah, it's like a very ignorant politician going into an area where, uh, into a culture he has no idea about, and, and then insulting it. Yeah, like to their face. Yeah. 
Uh, Heidecker starts to crack under pressure, excessively, excessively drinking and using TCH vape system that previously addicted him and was responsible for killing the youth at his music festival. Wasn't there like a bit when he was like using it and then like he was like, oh, blind and like while driving, <laughs> he had to like pull over. Which was like one of the funniest scenes. Yeah, it's he keeps on hitting it throughout the film, and I'm wondering the thing of the the laws behind it is how is he not dead if it killed like so many people? Well, it says that they were young, so maybe it's just because they're they were young. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, like that part's clearly fake. So like, and also this is weirdly timely. Yeah, because this was clearly like this was made back during the filming of Us, so this was made like probably almost a year ago and then now we have like the whole attempts at banning like flavored vape juices because people died from it <laughs> the black market ones specifically <laughs> just like his were so it's it's terrifyingly timely and <laughs> forward thinking in the weirdest way yeah um newman attempts to Get press coverage that fa- falls through at the last minute, fails to buy an ad in the local paper on time, and intends to stage a debate where neither of Heidenreich, like the wrestler, Highlander, Highlander, where Highlander's opponents attend. Among, <laughs> the, the, only one. among the six crowd members is Heidecker's frequent guest host from On Cinema at the Cinema, Greg Turkington. Greg Turkington's seen throughout this. And, like, he's the best character. He's also, like, for me, the most frightening character because, like, I'm just watching. I was like, that could very easily turn into me. (laughs) Yeah, but also, like, the thing about him is it's, like, he's into movies, but he's only into, like, very basic details of movies. So, like, the actors and, like, the director. And no point does he ever, like, or, like, where it was filmed or, like, random trivia. No point does he ever showcase any, like analysis yeah or even like critique of the film it's always just like hey this film was shot here did you know that hey this film was directed by this person did you know that hey this scene vaguely reminds me of a movie that doesn't even exist called the shaggy da <laughs> which is like i guess a parody of the shaggy dog it is but like sure. i mean like it's supposed to be but like we've never seen shaggy da i've seen shaggy dogs like if i had seen shaggy da i could say like if it you know comparison but you're you saying it, because it's obviously a parody. Like, it's obviously a parody of it, but, like, that's such a, like, semi-obscure film that, like, so many people have forgotten about. Like, so... Yeah, what was the Tim, when was the Tim Allen one? Uh, the Tim Allen... That was, like, a fucking decade ago, I feel was like. It? Let me Google it. Was that when Tim Allen, like, before he went on his, like, very, like... Super, like, right-wing shit? Yeah. Uh, I maybe mean, maybe he, he was always on he's his... He's always on his right-wing shit. He was just less vocal about it. Was that before it. or after his, uh, trying to sell cocaine at the border and getting uh, caught? After. <laughs> after. Okay, so... Oh, shit, the Shaggy DA is an actual movie. Is it? From 1976. Are you serious? This is I'm not, fucking This is not serious. a parody. Is... I swear to God, I thought this was a parody film. Wow, okay. So, um, I'm sorry, fake character Greg. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, this is apparently a real fucking movie for some goddamn reason. But anyway, uh, Tim Allen's came out in 2006, so over a decade ago. The first one came out in 1959. What, what is the plot of Shaggy Day? Can you... Um, okay, do, let me, let me what's go. the synopsis for it? Is it a dog? Uh, it's like a-, a sequel to the 1959 movie about a boy who gets turned into a dog because of an ancient ring which some say is cursed. 
Today, the boy, Wilby Daniels, is a grown man, a lawyer with a family. When they're robbed and Wilby tries to report it to police but only gets the runaround, he decides to run for district attorney or DA because he believes that the current DA, John Slade, is not only doing his job, is not only doing his... He's not doing his job. Is not doing his job. They worded that poorly, but is also on the take. When Daniels publicly denounces Slade, Slade decides to try and get something on him, and he might have found it when the rain that turned him into a dog when he was a boy is stolen from the museum, and when the word insides are read, he turns into a dog. <laughs> so that is the dumbest... Holy fuck. Yeah, this is very... How the f... How did we... How... Okay, for okay, one... For, for, okay, for starters, how did we not research this first? Like, just while we're watching... Because I thought it was a parody film. I thought it was, too. Because it was, like, like so everything close... Everything else they said was real. Like, part of me was like, is this fucking real? Like, I know the shaggy dog is real. Like, is this real? I don't know how I did just Google it. Also, how the fuck did they know about it to fucking make a parody, <laughs> like, bring it up? That's my bigger concern, is how did they know about this fucking... Random ass movie from 1976 that has a fucking 5.9 on IMDb. <laughs> Bad, uh, worse than Silent Hill. It's worse than, <laughs> worse than Silent Hill. Uh, Greg's character is just like the nuances. Same thing with Tim and how he has new du- nuances down. They, I think, just been in the role so much at this point. What are you looking at? Why? Why? why you? Someone fucking died during the making of the Shaggy <laughs> DA. <laughs> I just like randomly just scroll down to the trivia and the first one is Liam Dunn died during the filming of the Roar Week sequence. John Feidler was brought in to complete the role as dog catcher. Um, yeah, I was imagining they're just like so immersed in their own roles in this in this film. Unless you have any more facts about people dying during the Shaggy DA. No, that looks like that's the only person who died. <laughs> Um, they're just so immersed in their roles. I think they've just been doing it so long that they have all the nuances down. Um, Tim talks to his Siri on his watch like 20 times. It never works. It never works. Uh, are some other things he does? I can't remember. Hitting the vape. His expressions throughout are very perfect. His reactions to people, like real people, are very awkward. Just like to the, the best amount. Just something like this weird character would express. Greg will not shut up about basic facts of movies, which I find. Or V and VHS. Yeah, VHS like, also the. That's art. a good way of watching a film, which it's not. <laughs> it's a fucking terrible way. All these garbage. Um, and uh, won't shut up about the film archive and tries to get the filmmakers to show up. Yeah, <laughs> literally, like there's this whole. Like, it's a documentary about somebody running for office to get revenge, and he's just so concerned about, like, movies. Yeah. And it's just, he's just the strangest character, but at the same time, like like I said, I could very see myself accidentally turning into this guy one day, and that scares the shit out of me. Eh, could be worse. I mean, yeah, it could be worse, but, like... It's you could the, be Tim. I could be Tim's character. That's you, now. No, I don't think... You're I, Tim, I'm Greg. I think you have the role. I think you're going to be Tim. Tim and Greg show. No. I'm good. Uh, among the six crowd members and Heide- is Heidecker's frequent guest host from On Cinema at the Cinema Greg Turkington. Turkington reaches out to the film crew to convince him to abandon the project and see Heidecker as a criminal and failure who has no passion for the film. Heidecker has a meltdown and storms out of the event after uh, a lady questions uh, 
this is, I, I really think she was not a, like a plant. She may have been like an actor yeah. and not told what the events were, but I feel like she, because her reaction was like trying to get him to like almost stumble on his words in the sense because she actually asked him like a deep question that was yeah. very thought out. Like almost this person was actually running for DA, <laughs> which I thought was really interesting. Um, Heidecker has a meltdown stones out of the event, even though he and Newman forged several signatures. His name does not appear on the ballot and Rossetti is reelected. I love the scene where they're coming up with names. They just fucking give up and just start putting celebrities names and like also like his dead kid's name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. His Tom Cruise dead, Jr. <laughs> yeah. Which is like an arc on the on cinema show, yeah. which is crazy. Uh, and a drug-induced haze had Heidecker calls Rossetti from the hotel room that doubles as his campaign headquarters and starts out gracefully conceding and offering congratulations before about <laughs> devolving into insults and threats. This again, his mannerisms are perfect because he always his character, of course, show always tries to do something like genuine audience, yeah, honest, but uh, but that then just- his like. Like, egotism yeah comes out and it's, which especially in the final scene of this yeah uh he passes out and the next day he takes the crew to the condemned site of the music festival where he creates a makeshift memorial to the youth who died and uh, then fucking see that sounds good that actually sounds good but then but, you throw in the bit where he's monologuing he's like refusing to take the blame for the fact mm. they killed them and then like starts posing with the memorial and like telling them like oh this would be a really good final shot get me like this and just does all the like super egotistical bullshit yeah that you 100 percent expect his character to do it looks like a moment of like an actual character arc and then just fucking just shoots it down yeah uh also with his gun of the week also uh <laughs> <laughs> also one final thing is uh there's a scene where uh uh, Heidecker is talking to his assistant, whose name I already forgot. It's not Tony. Important. Tony, yeah, yeah, he's talking to Tony, and he asks the film crew to leave, and the film crew keeps on rolling. <laughs> they just put the camera down, <laughs> which is walk out, which is very 2019 in a nutshell. Yeah, we don't have. Also, how like Tony is literally like running his entire campaign based entirely on like racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very 2019. Very 2019. Um, so, what happened? In, what was the response to on cinema to this? Well, both members, both Greg and Tim's characters, obviously, yeah. were upset by this film. Uh, Tim because he was highlighted so negatively, and Greg because they apparently shot two hours worth of material at the VFA as they didn't use any of it. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg wanted the film to be about like a documentary about the VFA. God damn it, Greg! <laughs> they both gave it like I think like negative scores or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this a lot. I think the biggest problem about this there's two two things, um, three things actually. One, uh, I think it could have highlighted uh, a little bit better the character of Tim and some of the arc that was on, on cinema, not everything, yeah. but I think a, a little bit more. Um, I think they do a decent enough job, but I feel like, uh, the way this was released, it was more for a common audience. And if you don't have the backing, I feel like some of this seems just obscure. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of flies over your head. Um, another thing I wish there was more, uh, banter between tim and greg because they're like manuals. their banter in that film was like the best part when they're like going back and forth 
Yeah, and as much as I hate the character of Greg because he reminds me of future me, I wish there was more Greg because he was also probably the best part of the film. Yeah, no, Greg's character, their banter is like what makes the on cinema show so great because it's just them screaming at each other. It, it's like it's it's nothing more than that. Like yeah. they're just going at each other, especially this like it's latest the future season. of our show. <laughs> like they don't like they don't even talk about like. The amount they even, like, discuss movies always has been, like, super light. But, like, it's yeah. even lighter because they're just screaming at each other. <laughs> um, so we usually do Google reviews on IMDb reviews. But we, there isn't really a lot this week um, because everyone was really positive. Um, especially the, uh, the IMDb reviews. Everyone was, like, extremely positive and gave it, like, the user scores, obviously. Gave yeah. it, like eights and nines and tens saying yeah i'm a fan of the show and this is like what i wanted um but the google reviews everyone uh, kept on saying that this was uh what tim usually says on uh, on on cinema and he says this is shoo for oscar i'm calling it i give it up uh, five easy bags of popcorn two large sodas just all the comments were that <laughs> which is which is great because that's film criticism at its highest is just say nothing about the film and only give a score because that's all that matters to a lot of people i guess i have a quick question for you would you consider this like a film that can stand on its own or more of a lore film i don't know i think it would have to take me like watching this again not like watching this again for the first time yeah so like i don't know Cause like me, Cause I'm, like, I'm not super heavily into like all this shit like that backed it up, and like I kind of could follow some of it, but everything's like, I didn't, I didn't know anything previously about like their relationship between him and Greg, and like a lot of that thing. So like a lot of this was like completely new to me, and I feel like that's why you enjoyed this film a lot more than I did. So I feel like this is like the weird film that's like kind of toting the line between the two. Yeah, I think this gets me another thing I want to say. It. The biggest problem I have for this is I felt like this is we watched this on VOD. It was like yeah. six bucks, and it wasn't worth the. Price I don't think it. it was worth the six bucks. No, because I I feel like if this was in an, like released on like Hulu or on like a Netflix, yeah, or even on like Adult Swim, like their website, yeah, fuck it, or, they have Adult Swim. Is that where the ever show is? Yeah, like I felt like it was made for that. And yeah. not for VOD and mass audience release. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem. Um, but I still enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with this. Again, they have their mannerisms down to a, a, a dumb realism that is just completely just hits it too far on the head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I find it to be really funny. I think, again, the biggest problem is I don't think it's worth a VOD price. Yeah, it's not worth the fucking five buck rental yeah um and i i I feel like even paying for a movie ticket is well movie tickets are gonna be even more yeah like definitely not worth it it's like i i don't see any benefit of seeing this on like a big screen or no there's there i don't even see a benefit watching on the tv we could watch this on a laptop yeah it would have been fine yeah uh is it good it's a it's okay yeah i liked it yeah. I think it's I think it's good, but I also think there's like problems to a lot of people that they wouldn't really understand yeah. it. I think it, it it's totes the line too close to being a lore film for yeah. it to be like on its own good. Yeah, but can lore films be good? They can be, but like at the same time though, like if they're held back by the fact that they're tied so heavily to the baggage of like all the shit that came beforehand. Yeah, that makes them kind of inaccessible on their own. 
so something sort of equivalent to like a Marvel film, but like, not like a Marvel film because like Marvel films, like except for like the later like Avengers, like at least stand on their own. Like they're sequels, but like I'm thinking more of like like Psych, whereas like you don't like the Psych movie. You oh, don't yeah. give a shit about the Psych movie unless you've watched the show Psych. Yeah, I didn't. I watched the Psych movie and I watched Psych beforehand. I don't give a fuck about. The psych well, that's just because that's a bad movie. <laughs> uh, maybe a better example would be like Twin Peaks: Firewalk with Me. Yeah, like I. Actually, I feel like Tim Fleek's... It stands on its own a little better because it's a prequel. Yeah. But, fuck, then what's a good one? I don't want to pull, like, fucking shitty YouTuber movies. Yeah. Because they're all bad. Smosh the movie. Fuck you. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of something. Nothing's going to my head. Serenity. The Firefly movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you haven't seen Firefly, you're not going to give a shit about that movie. Uh, Where's it on the tier list? Keep in mind that tears are uh, completely meaningless and futile. Where's it's like it? a low B, high C. Yeah, low B, high C. Yeah. High C fruit punch. No. Oh. <laughs> they don't serve that at McDonald's anymore. It makes me clinically depressed. Good. <laughs> you not like that? No, I've never. I hate high C. I always have, even when I was a little kid. The, well, the, every other flavor of high C besides the orange is just nasty. But yeah. Like, and I don't like orange drinks, so I get that one, except for like Fanta. I don't like Fanta. Fanta. You're, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready for the final terrible segment? Yes. This is, this is the worst segment we ever done. Uh, so, <laughs> once upon a time on the Anthony and Todd show, uh, Trevor had this great idea of doing Oreo cereal ASMR, and we did it, and it was horrifying. Uh, we had I have leftover popcorn from the night before, um, and since fail, to be honest. since uh, Greg on. <laughs> I, I on uh, since Greg on the show is always constantly eating popcorn, I thought it would be a very uh, fitting fitting thing for you to do some popcorn ASMR. Alrighty, <laughs> I need silence, please. Complete silence. You can't interrupt this, okay? ASMR, all right? You don't rush it. (laughs) Silence, please. (laughs) Turn that fucking mic back up. (laughs) Turn it down (laughs) if you hit it. we're done that's it that's it that's that's it for this week's episode of visit a film the weekly podcast oh we didn't answer the final question oh jonathan is it a film it's it should be more like a web series yeah not web series like a 
a, a web. Sh- it should be a movie that's on the web, not yeah. really like via on demand. It should yeah. be free. It yeah. should be a free to watch film. Uh, if you want to follow, is it a film on <coughs> Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? You can find us all at is it a film. If you want to find us on YouTube, youtubecom is the film. And if you want to. I don't know, to bo- donate to our Patreon, support us monetarily, find us at patreon.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd show. Until if you next- want us to do more ASMR, leave a comment. Uh, don't. Uh, until next time, one once one ASMR per year, because we did the Oreo cereal one like last year, one ASMR per well, year. Well, we're pretty- coming up no, close to no, 2020. No, it's going to be more like... I'm, I'm talking about like not like calendar years, but like actual like year distances. <laughs> yeah, I'm gotcha. talking about more than that. Uh, Till next time, guys. I'm Vincent. I'm Jonathan. Sure. I think I, your name's I, Greg Turkington. Oh, my name's. Well, if that's the case, you're future Tim <laughs> no, Heidecker, and I'm future Greg Turkington, or whatever the fuck it's pronounced. No, I'm good. Look, that's your future. All right, you're gonna become an electronic musician. You're gonna kill people. <laughs> Get over it. See ya, boyos. See ya. Thank you.